better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Thursday episode of the show. We've got a receiver here to talk about today. Kyle, good morning. Welcome. Good morning. We've got Juju Smith-Schuster on deck today. Yeah, a lot of dynamics with this situation. We have 2021 salary cap on deck today. Yeah, we're going to have some. Specifically regarding the Steelers. (laughs) But a little birdie did tell me you had some pretty interesting numbers from over the cap regarding some other teams. Yeah, so this isn't 21. Not just Juju and the Steelers today. We're going to kind of look a little bit at the landscape of the 2021 salary cap situation as it stands today here on June 4th, 2020. Tell me more about the 2021 salary, which, by the way, uh, depending on what ticket sales end up looking like for the league. Could go down, yeah. Could stay plateaued or could actually be decreased due to loss of revenue for revenue share. Mm-hmm. So th- these numbers could be even more pronounced than what we are going to talk about today. Yeah, so this assumes a base cap of $215,000. We'll start with the Steelers. Steelers are estimated as of today to have $28 million in salary cap space. That is bottom five in the NFL. 32, 31, 30, 29, 28. Yeah, 28th in the NFL. Okay. Let's and just that go. To, account, that that accounts for thirty eight players. Yeah, that's a very that's uh that's low. The Bears have thirty six players. They're at thirty one million. So I think that's about the only one that's worse. The Lions have thirty eight players with fifty three million. Um, okay, so the most cap space in the NFL, the Colts, one hundred and sixteen million dollars. Jaguars ninety six. Jaguars are going to have a Dolphins like offseason, aren't they? It's Jaguars. Duval, man. Every time we say that. Patriots have $90 million. Damn. Okay, they'll need it. Yeah, That's they right. will. Um, okay, let's get to the bottom of this thing. Dead last, the Philadelphia Eagles. Howie Roseman, the salary cap genius himself. Negative $50 million. <laughs> uh, What? <laughs> Negative $50.6 million. Oh. Man, I was told the salary cap's a myth. What happened? It's when you keep pushing and pushing and pushing, eventually you're going to have to uh, take your medicine because that can can only be kicked for so long. What's that saying? You, uh, you can't rob Peter to pay Paul, right? Like you got you, right. you're going to owe it eventually. <laughs> got to pay him. Uh, Saints, negative thirty four million dollars. Good job. You better win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> and then the Falcons at a at a whopping fifty nine thousand dollars. That's so they're under the cap, though. They are under the cap. Let's go. They can, That's great. They can hire. Uh, what, do, what do you? I mean, what do you, in the NFL? What does fifty nine thousand dollars get you? Like, uh, fifty nine thousand that, dollars. That's like a. That gets uh, you like a week. That's, that's like a, a week of what veterans minimum. A ticket sales guy. What is, is that? What they make? I don't. You know what I mean? Like well, maybe maybe after commission. Yeah, they, if they have know. a good year, I don't know. I have no idea what the pay for that is. Uh, the Texans twenty one million, and so then you get to the Steelers and Bears. Um. So Texans, Texans, 21 Texans with $21 million. Oh, they the, paid Tunsil. So that was half their cap space. Yeah. The chiefs have 34 million and that's not enough to pay Mahomes. No, they'll need to let somebody dip, but yeah, 
they got to figure out what they're doing with Chris Jones long term. Well, I I kind of ex- respect what they're doing though. It's like okay, let's let's run it back, right? Right. Why not? <laughs> so, you you guys won the whole damn thing. You might right. as well run it back. Were they let's was Newski go at left guard and pretty much the rest of the same? Sounds good to me, right? Like, go see what happens. Do we know if Chris Jones has signed his franchise tag tender yet? Uh, I do not know. I don't know the answer to that. But I would, I would hope he does. If I was a Chiefs fan, just enjoy it for another year. See what happens, right? I do not see any confirmation of a signed tender. And when they announced they were going to put the tag on him, he had quote mixed emotions about. It. Uh, three other teams that stand out to me here as I look at 2021 cap space. The Seahawks at 68 million, the Ravens at 65 million, and the Bucks at 63 million. Man. Things could happen there, That's huh? Do some damage. Yeah. How about the Rams with 42 million? That's got to feel good, huh? Yeah, after this past year. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, they, I mean, dude, they still got paid Jalen Ramsey. They're going to lose half of it. Well, at least they can, right? Or which is a different discussion than we're about to have. What do you mean? Oh, that that they have the ability to sign him? Yeah, right. But they pay, will. Yeah, they, they didn't give up two rounds for nothing. No, yeah, they have to. Nothing. They have to. They they got to do it. That's going to be a record setting contract. Yeah, which it's interesting because you have Marlon Humphrey, Marshawn Lattimore, Trey White. They're all right there for that discussion too. Now those guys don't have to sign until you know they'll be playing under their fifth year options but it's gonna be some expensive cornerbacks we talked so at some point i think last week we were talking about the discrepancy between what teams are paying defensive ends pass rushers versus top corners and it's the corners haven't caught up yet well this group of corners yep that's about to change about to be real different we had uh we had two record-setting contracts for corners this offseason alone with when Miami signed Byron Jones and then once the Eagles acquired and extended Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the top two for annual average salary, average for the cornerback position. 18? And uh, yeah, right around there. Okay. And by the time we get through Jalen Ramsey, Trey White, Marlon Humphrey, and Marshawn Lattimore, <laughs> Byron Jones might be sixth. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. There you go. It's That's just, that's that's the game. That's yeah, what happens in free agency. That's a good perspective because I'm sure people have all kinds of thoughts about Byron Jones and what, what the Dolphins paid him. But, yeah, it's high now. But year two, year three of that deal, he's going to be outside of the top five highest paid corners. He's one of the best five corners. So good job. Good job there. So let's bring this uh, back to Juju Smith-Schuster here in just a minute. But first, let me tell you about our friends over at rockauto.com. This is a family business that is serving auto parts customers online for 20 years now. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks uh, delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure that you write locked on 
in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. All right, Kyle. Juju no, no, Smith. It's not time no, for Juju yet. It's not. Okay. So we're going to build this as a Juju Smith Schuster podcast. We're going to have plenty of time for Juju. Okay. But you and I picked a fight about this topic several times, and I have some support, and I needed to talk about it on the show today. The floor is yours. I don't even know what this is going to be about. Peter King released his post offseason. 2020 NFL power rankings. Okay. What do you think the order was of the teams that he ranked in the AFC East? Patriots, Bills, Dolphins, Jets. Buffalo Bills are the first rated AFC East team. They finished 13th in his power rankings. 19th, the Miami Dolphins. 21st, the New England Patriots. And 28th, the New York Jets. What would you, I mean, I've never, I've never heard you say this much. Like Peter King's not your guy. He's anytime I can find evidence <laughs> to back my opinion. That person's my guy. Uh, all right. I think you'll find a whole lot of uh, other opinions that are I bet different. You will. I bet you will. All right. But you just want me to man, take this bet. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to root for the Jets. Got the Jets squarely planted in the cellar i'm not taking the bet kyle come on Joe. you're not going to put me in a position where i'm rooting for the jets it will not happen come on no just a little bit no no i won't do it all right let's talk about juju smith schuster yeah all right pittsburgh steelers so he's 22 turns 23 in november dude's a baby Uh, still yeah he is and he's done some really good things in the nfl i mean uh He's crazy 23 amount. now. Tw- is he? No, he turns tw- he turn- 23. Yep, you're right. Turns 24 in November. Not yes. a math guy. Um, Really good production for a guy at this point in his life. He's the first player in the NFL history to score five touchdowns before his 21st birthday. He's the youngest player with 1,500 yards receiving. The youngest player to 2,500 yards receiving. He has two 97-yard touchdowns, Kyle. He's, you know, 1,400 yards in 2018. Yep. Things turned a bit last year when Ben was pretty much gone for the year and Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges were throwing him the football and Juju himself wasn't healthy. And the big catalyst in the passing game from 2018 was no longer there as well, uh, due in part to some of his own transgressions off the field in Antonio Brown. Yeah. So a lot of dynamics changed, which which kind of culminated in Pittsburgh having this abysmal offense and whatever. But, Joe, the, the question that we had had yesterday on the show was what outcome makes it less likely for Juju to come back? He bombs again this year, like he did last year, from a, a performance output. Or he balls out, goes crazy, and has a year similar to his 2018 year. So one other thought on this before I give my answer there in 2019, just to give an idea of of his decline, if you will, 
1100 or 111 receptions for 1400 yards in 2018 and then in 12 games in 2019 42 receptions for 552 yards i went and i picked up fantasy projections for juju smith schuster from three different sources and if these aren't good sources then you're going to find out how much i don't know about fantasy football right now but (laughs) espn has juju in 2020 with 80 catches for 1025 yards and seven touchdowns fantasy pro says 85 receptions 1,111 yards, seven touchdowns. Number fire says 87 receptions, 1,121, seven touchdowns. So pretty similar across the board. I think that's a reasonable bounce back year. And for for more context on how bad it was, because he didn't play in the same amount of games, right? He missed four games. Yeah, I played 12. He had literally half the catches and half the yardage and half the touchdowns of what he had the previous year on a per-game basis. So not – Raw volume on a per game basis, he was half as productive across the board in every major statistical receiving category. Big facts. All right. So, my this is the scenario where I think it's the least likely that Juju Smith Schuster comes back. Okay. Step one, he's healthy. Ben's healthy. They're productive. But the Steelers aren't having team success, right? This is a team that is fighting to have a 500 record um, or, you know, even a couple games below 500 at the deadline. Juju's playing well, and they feel like they can get maybe even a first-round draft pick for him. And I know that was the rumor, right, with with the 49ers Mm -hmm. in April before the draft that Juju could be shipped there. didn't happen, obviously. But I think those types of discussions are are quick to revisit because I think they did happen this year. And I think that's the the worst thing for Juju and his long-term future to stay in Pittsburgh is for him to bounce back, but the Steelers as a team to struggle and for Ben to kind of show like, yeah, you know what? He's, he's cooked. I think that's the worst scenario for Juju in Pittsburgh. Okay. So what does that look like from a, do we know when the deadline is what week? Uh, my producer does week six. Um, I don't know. Almost there. It, the NFL trade deadline is. I don't know. Um, What's the date? It's it's talking about like when you can resume trading in the Google search that I did. Oh. Right. It's not great. All right. You can know this, um, right? So I'm, I mean, I'm just looking at their schedule right now. Their their early season schedule. They start with the Giants in New York, home against the Broncos, home against the Texans, at Tennessee, home against the Eagles, Cleveland Browns at home, at Baltimore before a Week Eight bye. You got anything on that yet? Uh, October 29th. It was last year. Okay, so that would be after Week Seven which okay. would be af- going into their bye week after a road game in Baltimore. So you're telling me if they play seven games, they're what they'd have to be like two and five. You see a course to it? They play the Giants, so that's a win. They got Denver, Houston, and Philadelphia at home. 
They should win two of those at least, right? They've or should win two Cleve- of them. They've got Cleveland at home as well. At worst, they go two and two. They're probably three and one. Right. So, no, I don't. Unless Ben just doesn't come back well. There's your asterisks. Right. If Ben is rusty. But Tomlin got that team to eight and eight last year. Rusty Ben's got to be better than Mason and Duck. Right. I think this is probably, you know, four and three is is a pretty realistic. And then after the bye, it's at Dallas, but they've got Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Washington, Cincinnati again, and Cleveland again. What is this? They're getting 10 wins. Yes. Um, so I do, I don't disagree with you where if they fall flat on their face, face, but Juju balls out, you know, it's a pretty likely scenario for him to go. Should we talk about why that is? Yes. Because this is a team that's projected to have $28 million in cap space. Okay. But the players that they have to re-sign, Bud Dupree, Cameron Hayward, Alejandro Villanueva, Mike Hilton, Matt Filer, those are all names that, you know, you'd expect strong contracts for, right? Yes. So if you're going to let, you would have to, Bud Dupree's non-negotiable has to walk. Right. Even then, do you feel comfortable signing him, knowing that you're, you know, you're going to have Ben Roethlisberger on the book for forty-one million, and and maybe that's not something that you know they'll view as prohibitive, but it's it's it uh, makes it a difficult conversation. Did you mention Cameron Hayward in that list of? I did. Okay, the second name I said. Okay. And they have uh, and Juju, right? And James Conner. Oh, right. I I only went to the highest named guys on the list. Yeah. So. I could see why you would prioritize your 24 year old receiver. That's a superstar, right? Like, so in the in the scheme of that, like Dupree, you know, I mean, like, I don't think many people think his season last year is going to be the new normal for him. Cam Hayward is going to be 32. He's freaking good player, but you think about that. Mm-hmm. Filer is going to be a 30 year old right tackle. I mean, like well, replace 30, 33. Right. Like. I could see why he would be your top priority, right? Let's. I think you can look at this from the perspective of, yeah, we want these guys back, but also if you have to prioritize them, I, I can see why your star wide receiver that's 24 years old would be the highest on the pecking order. But here's the challenge, right? Because if you do that, you really have to trust the names behind the guys that you have as aging veterans that you would be foregoing signing or backburnering signing, right? Because let's say, what do we think Juju's going to command? Um, he's right now. He's this year. He's going to cost the Steelers one million dollars, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, like sixteen, seventeen. You would think million a year. Okay, so let's let's call it sixteen and be conservative. Okay, the Steelers now have twelve million dollars in cap. Well, yeah, I mean, and there's no sign. Nobody else. You still have Dupree, Hayward, Villanueva, Hilton, Filer, James Conner. 
that's where they're going to have you sign those guys. You're still 10 players short of fielding an active roster. Yeah. You're going to have to, that's why the trade option is a possibility, right? You can do the DeForest Buckner thing potentially like, like the 49ers did, but also they're going to have to look at, you know, other opportunities with cap, whether that's restructures, um, whether that's other players that they want to release that are expensive and costing them money. Like there's, they're going to have to look at all the layers to this, but if Juju is the truth, he's got to be the priority. But like the other thing that makes that complicated for me is that you have Deontay Johnson and James Washington under rookie deals and you just drafted Chase Claypool. Whether Say what you want about them. They, they took them in the second round. This also does not get into the fact that TJ Watt will be playing on his fifth year option in 2021 and needs a new contract. I think you have to get to kick that down the line. So, yeah, that gets into, you know, you mentioned the other wide receivers, and that's what makes this such a compelling conversation for me because you've got James Washington, you've got Deontay Johnson. They just drafted with their first pick, Chase Claypool. Are we angling for a decision to not let Juju get the big contract from Pittsburgh? I think you can absolutely look into that and believe that. You also probably think you've got Ben uh, two years left on his deal. So we're just trying to survive until he gets out of town. Pittsburgh's never had to rebuild. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. Everything's always been okay with Pittsburgh. They've never had to take this type of an honest look at their situation in their roster and think, well, this is it. Our life cycle is at the end because it's never happened for them. So their ownership, their you know their brass is this is new territory for Pittsburgh, being up against having a reset. Now could they walk into a quarterback you know, somehow? Sure, but like right now they're right. I mean the life cycle is at the end because this is an older roster in general too. Yes, you got Ben, Tuit, Joe Hayden, Marquise Pouncey. Cam Hayward, Villanueva. Yeah. They've got young cornerstones, especially defensively, right? You still have young cornerstones on this roster. But between Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, if you want to count Bud Dupree in there, that's fine. Devin Bush. They've got really good cornerstones. But, like, offensively, you got Big Ben, who in 2021 would command $23 million, $24 million in cash space, and almost all of it is prorated signing bonus from a restructure. Yeah. What, are you going to kick the can on him again? You could. How about Vance McDonald has a club option for 2021. That's $8 million. They don't bring him oh. back. It's just, there's your $8 million right there. That's very helpful. Okay. Okay, that's good. So now you sign Juju to 16. You ax Vance McDonald. Yeah. You could hypothetically, if you wanted to part ways with an aging player, 
you know, maybe not necessarily somebody that you would ideally get rid of, but Joe Hayden's going to be 32 and his cap hit next year is almost is over 15 and a half million dollars. Yeah. What's his debt? I'm pulling that up now. He's got 7 million in dead cap. So you could save, you could save eight. Yeah. So you could save $16 million between Vance McDonald. You could pay for Juju with Vance McDonald and Joe Hayden. I don't know about you, but I'm doing that. Yeah, and then you just have to draft, right? You, you've you've got to hit on draft picks. You're going to have to get some young corners in there. Which has been a work in progress for them. Right. They need Nelson some young defensive good. linemen because Hilton's I mean, fine in the nick. Yeah, but he's he's up, and so is Sutton, who's played better Jeez, lately. He's man. <laughs> so Hilton, Sutton, and um, well, no, that's it. That that that's the two corners. Trying to navigate this is like the levee with all of the the holes in it, right? You try and plug all the holes, and you've got like one cork less than you need. Well, so then you pull a cork out of somewhere else to plug it into the remaining hole, and now you got a hole over here. It's kind of like, I mean, here's your answers. Like Justin Lane needs to be the corner that they drafted him to be. Uh, Chooks, uh, Oko, how do you say his name? Chooks Okorafor, the offensive tackle. He needs to be able to take Filer or Villain the way of his job. I'll put him at left tackle. It'd be so good for the brand. But I'm like, that's where this comes from, dude. Like these players that they've drafted like that have to develop and, and be starters. Well, I guess that's the big mystery, right? Because they haven't had to be pressed into action, really. No. So, I mean, that's a good thing to a certain degree. They haven't had to be, like, the man at their spot, and it gives them time to coach and develop and, and bring these guys along for, for a player development perspective, which is how teams are able to do this, right? But because, like, Matt Filer's a good example. He didn't come on. No, like he he was a guy who didn't get his shot until several years in the league. Yep. And if Pittsburgh, that is a critical component for them if they are going to maintain long term success without having to rip this thing up root and stem. But yeah, I, I think. But it's a hell of a challenge to sit here and look through all the names and the numbers and and start to play with the combos of like how do we make this math work. It, it can be done. Like, they're not – I don't know what the hell Philly's going to do. Nah, well, I don't know how you work your way out of negative $50 million in cap space. <laughs> Concessions will be made, sir. But, like, I don't think Pittsburgh's at that spot. But at the very least, with the original question being, if Juju balls out and then he's all of a sudden expecting $18 million per year on his contract, you know, is that a big barrier for him coming back? Or would they make it work? and make concessions elsewhere on the roster. Which, because you can't sign him without making concessions somewhere. No, but, I mean, I, it's it's young players. It's a core of four. It's Justin Lane. Even a guy like, you know, you don't want to have to pay James Conner any amount of money, right? You don't pay him. So you need Anthony McFarlane, who you drafted in the fourth round, and Benny Snell to be your backfield, right? Oh, that's also good for the brand. Give me but, I mean, this is the stuff that has to happen for this, you know what I mean? For them to not have to like blow it all up, right? And then I mean, you still we'll have to find a quarterback. For, we'll say this for James. James had a great statistical year in 2018. 
You can't pay that guy, man. But he hasn't had a thousand yards in a season yet. James Conner? Nope. He yeah. hasn't played in sixteen games once. You don't pay him anything. It's the valuation of the position makes it difficult. Yeah. Let me see what else I had written down. Anything here? No. Well, I guess here's if they were to trade, I think it is important whether that's after the season or during the season. If they felt like, yeah, they're going to have suitors. Wide receivers get traded. That's the one thing is like there's so much precedent for receivers getting traded that. What did Emmanuel go for? A two and a three or something. Yeah. You know, if I'm I'm, Pittsburgh and I don't see it, like if I'm drafting Chase Claypool because my long-term vision is not investing heavily at the wide receiver position. And I feel like I can get good value for Juju. Are you taking a two and a three? Heck no. Emmanuel Sanders at 30-something years old with injury concerns? Heck no. I'm waiting one for Juju. Diggs went for a one. What happens if you don't get it? Hypothetically, I'm just saying, what happens if you call everybody's bluff and you don't get what you want? You gonna tag him? I might. And then try and trade him again? Or are you tagging him and keeping him? It depends on how does Justin Lane become a starter? Does Chooks Akor for become a starter? Does Anthony McFarlane become a starter? Do I find a new quarterback? I mean, you know? but you can't you can't ask yourselves those questions when you're trying to trade him. No, but that will help me feel good or not about that opportunity. I want to one you, for him. But you <laughs> you won't have that context when it comes time to make the decision. Do you think there's a chance that the, I mean the 40 you don't think the Steelers can get a one for Juju? If you I, let's say he has 80 for 1107 touchdowns next year. Nobody's going to give yeah, a one for him at 24 years old. But you'd have to tag him before that happens. Correct. Which we've seen happened. That's fine. Okay, wide receiver. Tag and trade. I mean, we've seen it at other positions. Right, but I want to know what wide receivers have been tagged and traded. Hmm. I can tell you lots of receivers that have been traded. I can tell you a receiver who did get tagged and traded. What's his name? Jarvis Landry. What did they get? Like a two? Or th- a three or something? Disappointed. Is this Tannenbaum? Cleveland has agreed to trade to acquire Jarvis Landry from the Dolphins in exchange for a 2018 fourth and a 2019 <laughs> seventh. No. <laughs> I think they can get a one for him. I think they can do it. But if you got offered a two and three, you're not at the trade deadline. Pittsburgh's. Three and four. You're not taking it? If I'm offered a what now? Two? If you're offered a two and a three at the trade deadline for the upcoming 2021 NFL draft, your team is three and four. Are you trading Juju if he's playing well? Not with the second half of that schedule, man. (laughs) So we're pretty much residing ourselves to the idea that Juju franchise tag and then look to trade is the way to go. Yeah, and I think he's priority number one to re-sign if he's the – you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's where this comes back to for me 
is okay. Like I'll take that superstar 24 year old receiver that has an amazing French bulldog that I love following on Instagram. Dude, he's Fuji. Awesome. <laughs> Man, awesome. he's the best. What a great um, account. So Pittsburgh can make this work. And I guess the, the, the ultimate question we need to answer is how feel comfortable do they feel with their young talent at other positions that would allow them the flexibility to make this work versus how comfortable do they feel with their wide receiver room minus Juju Smith-Schuster. But this, this is going to be fun to watch. I guess it comes back to this. Like, even if you do rebuild Kyle, he's 24. Right. He what is he going to be, be- He's going to be in his prime once you get it right in two more years. He's 26, 20. I mean, he's still so young. So I think he's part of your solution no matter what. He, There's a very strong case for that to be made, yes. Yeah. But we never speak in absolutes because you never freaking know. Sometimes DeAndre Hopkins gets traded for a second-round pick in David Johnson. Sometimes you wake up and find out that. And then you sit here wondering <laughs> what in the hell just happened. Right. You can be rest assured we have another episode of Draft Dudes tomorrow for you, though. Joe, we have a topic, I believe, don't we? Yeah, we came up with it last night, but I you could pay me a million dollars right now, and I couldn't come up with it. Yeah, well, i got to be honest with you. I'm in the same boat as you. So we're going <laughs> to leave it as a mystery. Oh, no, I got it. I got it. It's in my text <laughs> messages. We, we, we put it in writing. That's good. We got it. Okay. Do, do we still want to leave it as a mystery, though? Yeah, yeah, but I okay, remembered well, it. So yeah. Hit subscribe. Come back. See us tomorrow. Kyle Krabs with Joe Reno. Thanks, as always, for listening to Draft Dudes Podcast. Hope to see you guys again on Friday.